Welcome back, everyone, to our Small Fleet and Owner Operator Summit. I am happy to welcome a good friend and absolute mastermind when it comes to consulting carriers through the tough times. Welcome to our summit, Adam Wingfield of Innovative Logistics. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Grace. No, I'm, I'm very excited to have you because of everyone I know when it comes to small fleet owner operator situations, growing businesses, scaling them, going through hard times. I mean, you know, you're the guy I go to with those questions. And it's just perfect timing for us to have this summit today because I think there's a lot of areas that, of course, we need your consulting on when it comes to uh, dealing with a bear market, but more importantly, surviving a bear market, which is why we have you here today. Let's start with the challenges that you're seeing, especially from the small carriers and owner operators that you're working with today. Well, you know, part of these challenges, Grace, kind of spilled over from the beginning of the pandemic, right? When we were dealing with the rates they were going into the pandemic, and then all of a sudden, we saw an anomaly of spot market rates where they just went through the roof. And it gave a lot of our fleet owners, a lot of our small carriers, that feeling of, hey, you know what? This is a great time to add additional equipment. And even when that time came to add additional equipment, as you remember, pricing of used trucks went through the roof at the same time. So the thing that happens when you deal with pricing with fixed costs such as used trucks is that they don't go away. So now the dealers are some of the residuals which drives the break-even points up. And then you layer on the fact that now that spot rates are normalizing themselves to pre-pandemic levels, you're still dealing with those 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 activities of those those owner-operators that began in that beginning. And then we've got the fact that we got small carriers on operators that didn't see the market before the pandemic, right? So they didn't see the 2019s and 2018s. So this is new to, you know, a 240 a mile. Uh, if you said 240 a mile to somebody eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 months ago, they would look at you like they were, like you were crazy. So really not being exposed to this is really, really, really crucial. And then some of the other challenges is truly not knowing how to manage their numbers not how to read their numbers, not how to understand what the true operating costs are operating a truck. Uh, and, and and all of that kind of goes into a perfect storm of just pain points and problems that owner operators and fleet owners alike also see themselves in facing during these times. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, you bring up really great points. And I, a reason that we're in this market that we are in today is because we did see so many new operators and, and fleets grow maybe well, not maybe, grow too large uh, for clearly the market swing that we had. Uh, so I, I guess from your perspective, and I think this is what I love most about working with you is you're very good at uh, giving advice that's actionable, right? Uh, a lot of times, you know, we get individuals that can, you know, talk the talk, but not truly walk the walk, or at least help us walk in that path. What are some of those strategies that you have for carriers? Uh, and reducing their costs, especially during these bear markets, in order for them to get out to the other side all right? The first thing you want to do is focus on what you can control, right? So getting out here, you know, making posts on Facebook about, you know, how bad the market is, is not going to make the market any better just by you hitting the send button. What you need to do is look back into your own backyard and seeing what you can do to reduce your overall expenses. Trucking as a business, as an industry, is not about what you make. It's about what you don't spend. Margin control is so important on the small carrier side that you want to look at your incremental costs and you want to start at your most important variable expenses. 
I talk about fuel a lot because fuel is very, very important, right? You got mega carriers that number one, they do a couple of things when it comes to monitoring their fuel costs. They buy fuel in bulk so they can get discounts. They govern the speeds of their trucks so they can consume less. And some even turn the horsepower down on their trucks by as many as 50 miles per, uh, 50, uh, I'm sorry, 50 horsepower uh, per unit just so they can consume less fuel. Small carriers don't take that as an absentider. And if you get in the left lane of a highway, there's a lot of times when you see a truck behind you that's not a mega carrier. It's an owner operator, it's a fleet owner, and they're going down the highway at speeds that they should. It's not a thing about being prideful. It's okay to take your foot off that that right pedal and slow it up a little bit. The less you consume, the more you're going to put in your pocket. But most importantly, as you lower your consumption rate, the most important thing that happens is your break-even points also lower. So if you're operating, and one of the things I look at, Grace, is I look at the, the NTI index, and, and you guys produce an NTI index that, that's it's good, that especially if it includes the fuel car of it. But I'm looking at the NTI, and if I'm looking at an NTI at around $2.40, and I know that my break-even point is less than that, then I know I'm going to be okay as long as I manage my, my, my expenses and I lower those fuel costs. However, if there comes a point as an owner-operator or as a fleet owner where your break-even point is higher than the NTI, you got a big problem. And you're going to have to really pump the brakes, uh, literally, and really determine what it is that's driving what's cost at that point. If you have multiple trucks, for instance, you need to be able to break down every single unit you have, run a break-even point analysis on every single truck. And if you've got a truck that's running out of this world when it comes out of break-even point analysis, and let me give you an example. I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and we identified one of the units, well, actually a string of units within a particular lot number, had a, had a MPGs right at 4.5, 4.6 miles per gallon. There's no way I'm going to put that thing on the highway until I get that thing figured out, especially if it's an automated transmission truck that's designed to get three miles per gallon more than what they were getting. So you got to be able to go in and that. And then you got to look at maintenance. And going into the spring is usually a heavy point of emphasis when it comes out of this, the wintertime. You got to check batteries for corrosion. You got to check tires for, for tread depth. The winter puts a lot of strain on our units. And what you don't want to do is you don't want a breakdown to happen. You don't want something to happen out there on a the road to where it's going to cost you. And you're at the will and the mercy of wherever you're at, whether it be too below Mississippi or wherever you find yourself. So staying on top of the most important variable expenses that you have, which is fuel and maintenance. And if you can control that, then you have somewhat of a bead on being able to kind of sustain. And then as you go into some of these other expenses, right, when you're coming up on insurance renewals and you kept your nose clean for an entire year or entire two years, make sure you're negotiating, make sure you're shopping your rates because anything that you can do to lower your break-even point is exactly what you need to do. And what I look at rates too, and I find it, I find it white noise when I see folks say, hey, don't take cheap freight. Let me give you an example. Cheap freight is to the eye of the beholder because the thing about it is cheap freight to Grace may not be cheap to me. Grace may have a, a break-even point of $2.32 a mile, so she can't take $2.40. That's cheap freight to her. If I have a break-even point at $1.57 a mile, then I can plug them on a little bit and not have to deal with it because at that point, if I got that break-even point at that point, and then I'm bidding on freight at $2 a mile, I'm getting 20, 25%, 30% margin on, on a freight that I'm bidding. So that's not cheap freight to me. So we've got to get out of our own way, right? We've got to stop looking at a global perspective of business, especially when it comes down to trucking. 
And we have to have an individual perspective on our own business. And we have to control our own elements of our own business. And again, you have to know your numbers. And it starts with learn, learning that, that break-even point. I love that. And it's it's interesting, too, because as you go through a lot of those points in particular, especially when you talk about maintenance and, I mean, even uh, fuel efficiency, et cetera, those are going to... This is an industry that's highly... Uh, about your reputation, right? And your your scores to the FMCSA and all of those uh, areas that you focused on, of course, improving uh, for costs are also going to help improve your compliance. And as you're hopefully talking or adding new shippers and finding ways to make uh, increase your business out there, right? In order to, to make it out of this uh, market in particular, you're going to look like a shining star. Uh, what are some other ways that you feel like owner-operators, small carriers can start to different, differentiate themselves from their competitors in the market, especially when, you know, shippers in particular, 3PLs, brokers are all looking um, and and know that carriers are fighting for every dollar out there? Well, you start with service. You know, the thing is, is when you start a business, so when you start, you know, a trucking company is no different than any type of service-related business. If Grace is the, the broker that I'm doing business with, I'm going to make sure that Grace looks at me as a shining star and Grace looks at me as the person that she wants to come through for freight. That means over communicating, right? That means I'm picking up, I'm, when I'm picking up and delivering, I'm, I'm calling, I'm providing check calls daily and updating on load process pro- progress. I'm updating you on ETAs. I'm letting you know, I'm sending pictures. I'm getting you to BOLs as soon as my, 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 my bumper bumps the dock and I get a signature on it. I'm getting you to BOL. And I'm sending you a survey at the end of that particular shipment to, to get a rating or how did I do? You know, I can easily send you a Google Doc with a couple of questions where you can just take a few minutes and just answer questions for me and see how I perform from a service perspective. And I can continue to communicate in that manner. It's easy for fleet owners and owner operators right now to pick up a telephone call with a broker and already have a predetermined thought on that broker's intention when they pick up the telephone. But the reality is it's just not true. The person on the other end of that telephone call is exactly just that, a person. And the more you're able to build relationships and you're able to, regardless of what the situation is, you're, you as an owner operator, you as a small fleet owner, you're in the same marketplace, you're fighting the same battles as everybody else. So by you going on that phone and being negative and saying your broker's trying to screw you over or whatever type of terminology you want to use, it's just not rightful. You got to make sure that you take the time out to build those relationships you build relationships in the, in the good times, but you also got to build relationships in the bad times. And what I find most importantly is a lot of owner operators don't take this time to really just be transparently and build relationships. I was talking to one of my broker buddies yesterday and he was like, you know what? My freight doesn't touch a low board. My freight is just for my dedicated carriers, the carriers that I have built relationships with, the ones that I can count on and pick up at deliveries, the ones that run good businesses. I, I don't want to put my freight on the low board. And you got to think about that with your relationships too. You want to build relationships with folks that, that the low board doesn't really become part of their overall strategy when they're providing freight for your truck. And then you got to still do those things that it takes. I can tell you shippers are probably getting more calls now than they've ever gotten for dedicated freight for carriers wanting secure freight, but they don't know how to have those conversations. They don't know how to make those calls. They don't know how to differentiate, differentiate their service. And that's what causes just an imbalance what we see in the marketplace too. And it provides us with that frustration that you're not able to secure that, that, direct, that direct contract of freight. But it's out there. 
You know, you got to be persistent. You got to continuously do the things that you need to do to go ahead and improve your business acumen, improve those business conversations. And you know what? It's just like anything else. Just because you started a business doesn't mean you're good as a business owner. You got to we'll continuously focus on self-development. And when I mean self-development for an owner operator, when I mean self-development for a fleet owner, I'm not talking about being able to shift gears better or back docks better. I'm talking about the things that it takes for you to become a better business owner, whether you need to learn accounting a little bit better, whether you need to sit down with somebody and teach you on how to have the right conversations. And even I even have to say this, Grace, even if you need to sit down with somebody and show you how to properly draft an email and have the right grammatical flow in the email, those things are very, very important. And that's what differentiates you from the next person. Yeah. You know, it's a, it really interesting because right, this this chat in particular is about surviving this bear market. And I think even more so what that means is you come out the other side of this better than you ever were. And for me, I'm I'm huge on, you know, manifesting your own destiny, right? And all of the things that you just listed in particular are things that are not only going to help you survive this bear market. But boy, are you going to be attractive when that shipper comes out the other end and has a lane with uh, 50 shipments a week that needs your help. And and if you were there and, and during the bad times, servicing the way that you just explained servicing that customer, you're going to be the first person they talk to. And then that's it's I mean, we talk about this all the time that the fun part about this industry is preparing yourself when you do such a good job to scale. Right. And uh, that's what's so great about being even, and we're talking small fleets owner ops, but that good service is going to really bring a wonderful uh, bullish market your way as well. Uh, so I, I, I love all those. And all those are things I think any, everyone listening today can go out and help uh, or go attack immediately. Uh, let's talk about preparing for a market like this, because we all know this industry is cyclical. Uh, we'll come out of it, but we'll likely have another situation like this once again. Uh, how can carriers and owner operators in the future prepare for a market like this and prepare before you know their business is stuck in a situation they unfortunately don't want to be in? I hate to say this, but a lot of people learn by the hard way. And these are one of those examples where the, the hard lessons that are learned during this particular time is what's going to prepare a lot of people for the next time. Um, you know, one of the things that I was 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 teaching and one of the things that I spoke about years ago during the pandemic, during the boom is like, man, don't get excited about the rates being like this because they'll never, we'll never see this again. Like, I need you to operate your business within prudence. I need you to be very, very smart about your investments. I want you to be careful about scaling. You need to be prepared you know, buying a truck and buying an additional truck. And what I see folks doing is they're scaling their business on spot market lanes. And you can't do that solely because it'll eventually turn back and it'll bite you in a bear market. So we see people and and I've got customers that have 30 and 40 trucks that they purchase just off spot market. And that is very, very tough. Uh, So one of the things I tell folks to prepare for any marketplace is always making sure that you're going out and trying to solicit your own customers from the beginning. Right. Every day, every opportunity that you have, you're looking to solicit your own business and you're looking to facilitate your own freight. You got to make sure that you're, you're looking at your P&Ls once a quarter and have a quarterly review with yourself as the CEO of the company, as a CFO of the company. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. But at those times, you got to sit down and you got to have those business conversations that determine is scale within my future. What does that need to look like? But most importantly, Grace, and, and, and I'll say this one, too, and this component is so overlooked. You got to stash away for a rainy day. You know, I know I remember during the pandemic and uh, during 2021, especially during the midpoint of 2021, where man, the overall drive-in rates are just are just unreal. 
and folks were just living it up. And I mean, I would go on Instagram and you're seeing Louis Vuitton purses and Mercedes Benz is being purchased. This, this, it, it wasn't the time to celebrate because the time to celebrate is when you're able to survive bear markets. You know, you're being able to survive a marketplace where things are just out of a wall and, and, and is busting at the gills. That's not the time to celebrate, but time to celebrate is when you have proving activity. You've got your, your, your balances in order. You're managing your expenses correctly. You're lowering your expenses. You're rewarding your driver. You're retaining your driver. You're maintaining your fleet. You're doing those things. That's the rewarding part of this business. The money will come. If you manage your business the right way, the money will come. I've been through this. And you know, the crazy thing about this, I've seen this market time and time again. I've seen this over and over again. I've seen this back most recently in 2019, seen it in 2018, I did it in 2008. I saw it in 2006. So I've seen years to where we actually had this happen. And the same thing holds true. Um, you're going to have people that get in that are excited about it because they see the money. But when they see that the, the market swings in opposite direction, you leave. And that's just human nature. Human nature is looking on the next big thing. And unfortunately, trucking has never been the next big thing. It's always been just the thing. You know, it's always just been something that if you know how to manage your business and if you're good at managing business, trucking is good for you. But if you're looking at a get rich quick, this is not the place. Yeah. I completely agree. And uh, unfortunately, we're out of time here, but uh, hopefully everyone took incredible notes on this one. Rewatch it if you need to and go out there and uh, attack this market the way it needs to be attacked. Adam, thank you so much for your time and expertise. I appreciate it. And I, I know our audience learned a lot from you today. Thanks, Grace. Appreciate it.